Scripture reading this morning comes from Psalms, chapter 96, verses 1, 2, and 3. This can be found on page 532 of the Bibles provided in the pew. Psalms 96, 1, 2, and 3. The psalmist writes, I will sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord and bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the peoples. Good morning. It is good to see each of you. If you're a guest, again, we welcome you. It encourages us that you're here, and we hope that we can be an encouragement to you also. When we think about a two-week span that, that God is uh, blessing us with in the past, and if he wills time, there's a great plan even made for the next week ahead of us. It's really a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, we look back this past week, and we're reminded of how richly and deeply that God has blessed us. Uh, because of his generosity, we have been able to give $51,000 almost to help our brothers and sisters right here in this congregation when needs arise in their life. What a blessing that is, and glory be to God for that, but thank you for your generosity and what it says about God and his people and loving their brothers and sisters. Also yesterday, we had a tremendous, tremendous men's breakfast. We appreciate Clint leading this ministry. We appreciate Wayne Miller and the great job that he did in presenting a, an encouraging and challenging lesson. We appreciate each man that came and we even had some from the community and what a blessing that that is to have that outreach in that way also. Then we think about this afternoon. Uh, we have a newcomer's mixer, and if you're new to the congregation, or even if you're a guest and you would just like to get to know people, we encourage you after late service in the downstairs fellowship hall, uh, there'll be a meal together, and it's just a time to get to know each other and to welcome you and show some hospitality and let you know that we love you and we're glad that you're here. So be sure and mark that. Also, next Sunday, a week from today, should be just one of the best Sundays of the year. It'll be our Missions Emphasis Day. Tim Brumfield will speak to us, and he is uh, a new leader working along with Don in our South Sudan work. But also in Bible class, all of the adult classes will be meeting together. Please make note of that, and if your class coordinator or your teacher is not in early service, give a reminder of that in your Bible class in just a few moments. But all adult classes will be here, and we are so excited that Alan Cantrell, our very own Alan Cantrell, will be here teaching and reporting of an amazing opportunity of mission work that we have to do right here in the States. Listen, if you're a young adult, please be here because he's going to challenge you to be willing to move outside the Bible Belt to help the church to grow. And we would love it if many of our young adults and young families, and even some that are so young or not so uh, uh, young adultish, would go and make that move. We need to spread the gospel. And, and Alan is going to give us a tremendous opportunity to learn of this. And so I hope that you'll be praying for all of our mission work. Also that Sunday evening, there is a very concise way that all of our mission work that we're part of is going to be reported about. Don't get nervous with that. Did you notice I said a concise way? 
the time restraints or constraints will be respected. Please get this. Wouldn't it be wonderful and awesome to be able to come in one setting and hear a brief description of every one of our mission works? I can't wait for next Sunday night. It's going to be so good. It's, it is already scripted, so time will be respected. You don't want to miss that. It will help us all know better of the opportunities that God is giving us. So look forward, look forward to those things. Marvel. It is amazing to think how awesome God is. Why do you think God asked us to sing? You know, the U.S. Marine hymn is the oldest and most recognized hymn of all the U.S. forces. It's one that is written from the Marines' vantage point. The legend has it that it was a Marine himself while stationed in Mexico that wrote it, although no one knows for sure. The lines speak of a courageous life of sacrifice, willingly sacrificing for a country that is loved. It speaks of battlefields that will be fought all across and around the world. It speaks of past, of present, and of future. It is one that stirs the passion within the Marine. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, we fight our country's battles in the air, that was amended in recent years, and on land and sea. First to fight for right and freedom and to keep our honor clean. We are proud to claim the title of the United States Marine. Our flags unfurled to every breeze from dawn to setting sun. We fought in every clime and place where we could take a gun in the snow of far off northern lands and in the sunny tropic scenes. You'll find us always on the job, the United States Marines. Here's health to you and to our core, which we are proud to serve. In many a strife, we fought for life and never lost our nerve. If the Army and the Navy ever look on heaven's scenes, they'll find the streets are guarded by the United States Marines. Can you imagine how many thousands upon thousands of Marines have been the first ones to enter a battlefield and they thought to themselves, this is what we do because every United States Marine can recite all three stanzas of that by heart. Have you ever considered how many times Marines in the past have been on the battlefield in very unnerving situations, but they have thought of the line that they know by heart that their nerves can remain like steel. God not only knows the power of singing, God is the one who designed the power of songs. Did you know that there is a missional song for God's people? Did you know that there is a missional song for God's people that has been sung for thousands of years? You have just had in your scripture reading the first three verses of that song. 
I'd like for us to look at it again, just to bring it to your memory, and then I'd like for us to explore it a little bit deeper. But think about this missional song as it begins in verse one of Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. There should be a stirring and a freshness and a newness to our approach to the commission that God has given us that it would be always new as God's mercy is every morning that we want to share with others. Sing to the Lord how much? Notice the language here that is like the great commission because it is finding its lineage, if you will, through this very mention of the commission that eventually finds its roots back before the foundation of the world. This is the way... Do we have this one? We're good? Sing to the Lord, all the people. Notice in verse 2, sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nation his wonders the ESV would say his marvelous works among all the people now when we go back I'd like for you to especially notice what we're singing when we as God's people sing this hymn verse 2 we're singing to proclaim the name or the good news of the salvation from day to day and so when we think about this, I'd like for you to think about that idea of proclaiming the good news. To proclaim is to herald. To proclaim this good news really lies in two simple parts, doesn't it? One is there's good news from God. Really good news from God. And he says, I want this news to be shared. I want this news to be proclaimed. You know, this is the same word that is used in 2 Samuel, the 31st chapter, back in verse 9, whenever Saul was executed. And the Philistines came and found him. And when they found out that their enemy, Israel's king, was dead, they went back and they proclaimed that message throughout their land. But not only did they tell it, but they proclaimed it so that it would go back to the temples of their gods. We don't have a slide for this, but I want to read this verse 9 for you. 2 Samuel 31st chapter. Notice, they cut off his head and stripped off his armor and sent word through the land of the Philistines to proclaim it in the temple of their idols and among the people. In other words, go back to where our temples are, where our idols are, and proclaim, which meant give them a good news announcement. You see, they wanted their gods to be honored because they believed that it was their gods that was giving them victory over Israel's king and their God. Here in Psalm 96, we see this proclaiming the good news. We have this message that needs to be spread, but notice it's a message of salvation. 
to save from death. It's a message of salvation to rescue. It's a message of salvation to deliver one from death to life. And when is it to take place? Day by day. Every day, this is the mission of his people. Now, when we come over into the New Testament, have you ever looked for the word evangelism? Have you worked for the, looked for the word evangelize? It's a transliteration out of the Greek. But most of the time, we don't see that word. We don't see evangelize in the New Testament in most translations. What do we see? We see words about preach and proclaim the good news. Let me show you a few examples. And we've got to run through these quickly, but we have slides. And if you're taking notes, you can go back and study them. I'd like for you to think about this idea of proclaiming a good message or good news. When Gabriel the angel came to Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, in Luke the first chapter in verse 19, he tells him, I'm Gabriel who stands in the presence of God who is sent to speak to you what? And bring these you these glad tidings. I'm speaking these glad tidings. It's to proclaim. Look at Luke 2 and verse 10. The angels made this announcement to the shepherds about Jesus' birth. And they said, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings. See, that's that proclamation. Look at Matthew, the third chapter and verse 1, where we see John the Baptist beginning his ministry or describing it. He says in Matthew 3 and 1, in those days when John the Baptist came preaching Caruso, that is to herald, he was heralding what message? Verse two, saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom was the good news, a part of that good news announcement that was coming. As a matter of fact, several times it said of Jesus, look in Matthew the fourth chapter and verse 17 when he is beginning his public ministry. It says, from the time Jesus began to preach and to say what? Repent. What's the good news? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Skip down just a few verses in Matthew 4 and 23. And notice what it says here. Jesus went about all Galilee and teaching in the synagogue. In other words, everywhere Jesus went, what did he preach? The gospel. Now pause there for a moment because gospel means good news. So he's preaching good news. That's the word proclaim out of the old Hebrew. To announce good news. Caruso, I want to herald something. Jesus, what are you going to herald? I want to herald good news. Okay, if you're going to herald good news, what's the good news about? And look what he says. I'm going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Do you recognize how God believes the kingdom to be a part of the good news? be saved, to be sanctified out of the world and into his kingdom is the good news that is being offered to us. And notice when the apostles were sent out, the 12 in Matthew the 10th chapter and verse 7, notice he said to them, as you go, preach, saying what? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then just before Jesus ascended, he looked 
at the ones that were gathered that 10 days later they would be the ones that would be the core of that gathering but also the ones preaching that message that day and notice what he says to them in Mark the 16th chapter and verse 15 and as we read this in just a minute we're going to go back to Psalm 96 and I want you to notice how similar the language is here. Look at Mark 16 and 15 and he said to them go into all the world and preach herald what the good news the gospel to whom to every creature and what should the response be he who believes and is baptized will what be saved wait a minute so many of these words are the words we're reading in in psalm 96 we're reading about preaching we're reading about proclaiming a good news we're reading about all people we're reading about people being saved we're reading about god doing this but somebody needs to be sent by god Do you see that the Great Commission, the Great Commission has always been enforced in the sense that God has always wanted His graciousness, His mercy, His loving salvation to be shared with all people. So he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And so we go back to Psalm, the 96th chapter, and look again at verse 2. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Look at verse 3. Declare. Now, wait a minute. Why is he doing this? Why, why this little shift? Would you believe the message of God if you didn't know God? You remember that's kind of the underlying thought of our theme this year. Why do we need to marvel at God? Because people are not going to lay down their life for a God that they do not know is worthy of their life. And so he doesn't throw out just verse 1, sing praise to God. Verse 2, believe in God who can save and then say, oh, by the way, don't worry about telling them who God is. No, much of the rest of this song and this chapter is about, oh, and by the way, you need to make sure they really know who I am. Because surely, if we really know who God is, we will lay everything down before God. And so declare what? His glory. He is worthy of all the glory that we could offer to him. Now, who do we offer that to? Notice this language again that sounds like the great commission out of the New Testament. Declare his glory to whom? The nations. Declare his wonders, his marvelous works. Why? Because we need to know who he is. We need to know how great he is among all the peoples. So what are these marvels going to be? Do you have your Bible open? In just a moment, we're going to read just the next stanza. And I want you to notice how he's going to describe the marvelous wonders of God by talking about how great God is. He's going to talk about how he is the Lord above all their gods. Keep in mind, if you're going to take God to all the nations, you're going to run into a lot of, of pagans. You're going to run into a lot of people that are sincere that they believe in another God. They believe in, in a God that man has created. Or they may believe that some man on earth is their God. And so he's saying, let me remind you who I am. Tell the people, declare this. Let them know I'm great. Let them know I'm greater than any God they have. Let them know 
Remember last month's theme? Let them know I'm the creator. I'm not only greater than their gods, I am the creator of all. Let them know that what is in him as far as attributes is worthy of all honor, all majesty, and all strength. And notice this characteristic and beauty. God is not some strong God that is so powerful and, and he uses his power in an ugly way, a harmful way, a painful way, but instead it's strength and beauty. Will you read along with me? Let's, let's read Psalm 96. Let's begin reading at verse 4 and notice these attributes as we declare the marvels of God. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are, peoples are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Do we know that God? If so, let's praise him. Let's bless him. Let's glorify Him. Let's offer all we are to Him. Now I know we've already said it a few times, but for just a moment, I'd like for you to look back again at Psalm 96, and I want you to see how many times the emphasis is that this is a message for all people. Notice what he says here in verse 1. All the earth. Look what he says in verse 3. Among the nations. Look how he ends verse 3. Among all the peoples. What's the message here? The message is that this is for... Remember Matthew 28? The Great Commission? Go and make disciples of what? All nations. We've already looked at Mark 16. Go and preach the gospel. Well, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature every continent every country every tongue should be singing praise to God here we are on the Lord's day the first day of the week every language today on the first day of the week ought to be offering up praise to God what is the mission? Anywhere there is not worship, there is the opportunity for mission. Where is worship not taking place in Mount Juliet today? They are people that need to be told of the marvelous works of God. What nation is there around this world where there will not be worship in their tongue today? That is a nation that needs to be reached. What street today doesn't have individuals worshiping God? That street needs to be reached. All nations, all peoples, every family, even this verse, another stanza says. God does not give the spirit of fear. Paul, as the mentor, told his spiritual son in 2 Timothy 1. But instead he gives the spirit of power 
and of love and of a sound mind. You can't love someone and fear someone in an effective way at the same time. You know who needs the message of God? ISIS. Gay, lesbian, transgenders. That neighbor or that boss that you've known for years that you've just been too afraid to say anything. That family member that you just haven't brought yourself to the point that you thought you could say anything to them about God. They need God. All peoples. Celebrities and the person you don't even know their name. White collars and blue collars. Billionaires and those in poverty. All peoples need God. Doctors and lawyers and pipe fitters and, and, and restaurant owners, all peoples, every continent, every place, all peoples. This month, our theme is Marvelous Commission. What an amazing task God has placed before his people, Old Covenant and New Covenant. But before we close this lesson, we need to close it as God has taught, not maybe as we would be tempted to do otherwise. You know, it's wonderful to go in and tell about a God who loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son to save you. It's wonderful to talk about the praise and the glory that's worthy to this wonderful almighty God. It's wonderful to think about the creator of all who is above all gods and above all peoples. It's a wonderful thing to sing about how great he is. But you know what he does in his very own writings here? Skip down and read with me verse 10 and let's see what else he brings up. Say among the nations... The Lord reigns. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. Why is it so urgent that we go? Because just as out of Psalm 96, we forecast and see that the coming of Jesus Christ, Jesus did come. And Jesus became the gospel he became the death, the burial, and the resurrection, the good tidings that are to be announced. But you remember, when he ascended, it was also made very clear that he is coming back again. And even in Jesus' teaching, when he taught about coming back again, what is he next time? The next time he comes, he's going to be the judge. You know, Noah's Ark, it's a scene of judgment. All those that were saved were separated from those that were lost. The saved had obeyed God's righteousness. We just read, he shall judge the peoples righteously. Those that obeyed the righteousness of God were saved and the line was drawn across the surface of the water and all that did not obey God's righteousness were judged in death. I'd like for you to read with me the last two verses of Psalm 96. 
Let the field be joyful and all that's in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord. For he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. Not long before Jesus died, he taught what we read in Matthew 25. And the entire chapter is about judgment. We read about the ten virgins and five were prepared and five were not prepared for the next return of Jesus. We read the parable of the talents, the five and the two and the one talent man. And when the master returned, the five talent and the two talent were prepared for their master's return, but one was not prepared for that kind of returning judgment. And then final part of that chapter, if you'll read with me in just a couple of verses, look at Matthew 25 and verse 31 and 32. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Now notice who's going to be gathered there. Why should we take this great commission? Why are we told to take it to all peoples? Because who's going to be gathered on the day of judgment? Look who it is. It's the same scope of the great commission is going to be gathered on judgment. All the nations will be gathered before him. And he's going to judge. He will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. That's a day. There will be no joy like the joy of hearing, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I want to ask you to do something just for illustration's sake. And this illustration is going to fall far short. But as the Super Bowl ends tonight, I want you to look on the field and I want you to notice grown men celebrating on the winning team. And I want you to see the joy that is not just because of one game. I want you to see how deep the joy is because these men, many of them, had devoted their life to this since they were five or six years old. For many of the men that you'll see celebrating and they may even be shedding tears of joy and you will hear some of them in interviews talk about this is the best day of my life. I've never experienced anything this great. It's because they've accomplished something that they've devoted their life to. And I want you to think how far short a Super Bowl compares to eternal life. And I want you to think about the joy that's going to make that look like a solemn party compared to the joy for those throughout the ages that have devoted their life to God. But I also want you to notice the other team. And I want you to notice the tears that you'll see grown men crying. And I want you to just think about why they're crying. It's not a game. It's because they have lost at a time that they hoped would define their life. They wanted to be defined as one that could hold up a ring. They wanted to be defined as one that says, look, I devoted my life and I didn't give up 
I didn't give in. And look, I have the ring to prove it, to show it. It was the greatest accomplishment of my life. And it's just a Super Bowl. In the big scheme of things, it means nothing. 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 In the big scheme of things, it's not worth a penny. It's not worth a moment's notice from God. And yet on that great and final day, there's going to be grown men and women crying like you and I have never seen. For the first time in our existence, we're going to see loss in the epitome of loss. We can throw around the expression, all is lost, but on that day, we're going to see all being lost. And yet for others, we will see all being one. All being one. And so Psalms 96 begins with this missional hymn. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all earth. Sing on a hill far away. Sing how I love to tell the story. Sing how great is our God. Sing how great is our God. But also, sing there is coming a day. Sing, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the judgment day? Sing, burdens are lifted at Calvary. God is the one who put power in songs. And we must sing of the greatness of our marvelous God. But we also must sing of the judgment that is to come. And that is the Great Commission. As we are about to sing a song of encouragement, if you're ready to become a Christian and be baptized into Christ for your mission your sins, we'd be honored to assist you with that. If you have already begun that journey and you've lost your way, come back before all is lost so that all can be gained. If we can help you in any way,